water for next to no reason. <laughs> he had the best day ever, though. He did. He, <laughs> he just kept hopping down. The water was like 20 degrees. He just kept fucking jumping in it. And he's like, it's cold. I'm coming back up. Ooh, that looks fun. And he jumped back down. And fucking, no, oh. shit, it's cold. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't roll around in that giant pile of shit. No, no, no. He did roll around in all that grass, and he, like the water was black when I went to give him a bath. Oh, no. <sighs> like everything about him was stinky. This is our version of surviving quarantine. Yeah. Beer. Beer, 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 beer. Far too cold water. Yeah, they, and, well, uh, I think they've stopped making my face plants. I think yeah, it's seasonal. I think we're back to dragon's breath. Yeah, I haven't been able to find them lately either. Um, How am I supposed to get way too drunk way too fast? Oh, that's right. Elysian Space Dust. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name's Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent. She puts the K in the coronavirus. Kristen Pennington. Spelled with a C, uh, but... Well, I got a Tennessee public school education. <laughs> Don't know how to read. <laughs> We're going to be a little all over the place today, gang, because I've had a few already. And I have no show notes, so we're yeah. relying on drunken Brett. <laughs> we hung out in the mountains. We, You want to tell them what we did? Today? Yeah. Uh, I was so, going to tell them, and I was like, I've already been talking oh. to them. <laughs> so um, it's actually starting to get to be nicer weather here, and it's the first like not uncomfortably cold day that we've yeah. had off together. So, um, yeah, we went driving around just trying to find, like, Quiet spots to hang out since we're social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> um, in our little mountain town. <laughs> which is a lot easier here than it would have been back mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Um, found a couple of cool little like secluded fishing spots. And yeah, water was far too cold for either of us <laughs> to get in, but Jax was having the time of his life. But I was so jealous of the people that thought to bring fishing poles to the fishing spots. I just wanted to go find the closest fishing spots. Well, you got to have a fishing license, though, and neither of us do. I didn't see no fucking cops, did you? Keep <laughs> your mouth closed. Quit trying to snitch us up. <laughs> yeah, we got to get those. It's God's country. That's God's water. Those are God's fish. And I'm going to ask You followed the no dog fish. sign at the last place. Well, it's because there were 50 people there. There was one other dude fishing. I didn't run up on him and ask him if he had a license. <laughs> Maybe he was a cop. Maybe that, that would have been the bastard and a half. I would have tried to pull my animal control card and be like, put your dog on a fucking leash before my dog gets in a fight with your dog. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't have worked because it would have been like, I'm a police officer. And I would have been like, ah, damn. Well, <laughs> I guess that trumps my role as shelter attendant at animal control. Don't be violent, though. And yeah. then you're you're still fine. Because yeah, it's that, a non-violent crime. It is a non-violent crime. <laughs> Missoula, Montana, where we, we currently reside, has joined a bunch of other places in um, no longer... Um, putting people in jail for nonviolent crime. And so this entire time I'm like, I should buy garbage bags full of weed (laughs) right now, throw them all in the back of the Jeep, risk driving across town. (laughs) Is it worse that they're going to give me a ticket? (laughs) Like that's the worst thing that can happen. They can't throw me in jail because it's a nonviolent crime. It is technically a felony. So right (laughs) now is the time to get tickets for felonies. Like I'm not going to do it, but it's, (laughs) It's that little bastard part in the back of my head, the, I feel the like old if you derelict. Had enough, they would probably still arrest you. No, they can't. I didn't do anything violent. They're not arresting for nonviolent crimes. So you could have gone fishing today. I could have. What the fuck are they going to do to me? They're going to throw me in jail for fish? Oh, that's funny. 
But yeah, we're going to have to go back out and do that. No, they would be like, no, that constitutes violence against the fish. And I'd be like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> there you go. So you stabbed a, a pokey thing in its mouth. Yeah, so exactly. You enacted violence that on the That pokey fish. thing is called a hook. Yes, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've been fishing before. Oh, God. But it was so beautiful and it was so quiet. We've got the um, door open right now, team. And those are birds. <laughs> We live in a city, and those are birds. That's how quiet it is. You guys can be as pissed off about the coronavirus as you want to get pissed off about the social isolation situation. <laughs> I love the lack of traffic in a place that already lacked traffic. You can make it to Walmart in five minutes. <laughs> there are more people walking around in Walmart where sure. we live right now, too, yeah. like walking their dogs and stuff. So every time I've taken Jax out to go pee, I'm like, fuck me, dude. Like, go away. I'm trying to walk my dog. We have to maintain six feet. Stay the fuck in your apartment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, there was a spot that we went to today, too, that had boat access, and I was just like, man, we gotta get some boats. Yeah, not like a big boat. Like, I want, like, a canoe. I just, yeah, I just want a canoe. Something we could paddle out and be like, hey, we're over mm-hmm. here, and then, like, eat sandwiches out of a it, cooler. It makes you be feel... Be all romantic, and then drink too much Coors Light. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're Kenny being, Chesney like, on a Bluetooth active, too, though, because you gotta paddle yourself, yeah. so you're like, I'm being healthy, I'm exercising, <laughs> paddling with the current. <laughs> Bring in beer for the end of my workout. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Sip a beer. That's the moment you do me like Godfather 2. <laughs> we, we get out in the thing and you're like, I never loved you. And then you put a pistol to the back of my head. Or like and that movie we were out. watching last night. Just kick you out of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> like while we're over the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye now. Yeah, that documentary is crazy. Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 we made it halfway through. Kristen made it 15 minutes longer than I made it because I nodded off on the couch <laughs> at one point because uh, I had too much to drink. But um, we watched three uh, yesterday. We're going to try to watch the other three tonight. What do you think? I don't know who I'm more mad at. Like, they're all kind of crummy people. Yeah. <laughs> Like, one of them isn't quite as bad as the others, but also maybe a murderer. Yeah. And, like... They're all shitty heads. Yeah. Shitty heads. They're all <laughs> shitty heads. No, they're all shitheads. When you say it's shitty heads, it sounds like a kid made a mistake. It's the title po- of the episode. <laughs> they're poopy heads. Yeah, Brett came in shitty headed. Sh- shitty faced. <laughs> shitty faced. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, they're all, yeah, awful people just trying to, like, make a whole whole bunch of money off of like caging exotic animals yeah like every time they would introduce a new character i'd be like now this motherfucker (laughs) this son of a bitch (laughs) i thought the last guy was bad for having tigers this motherfucker rides an elephant into his goddamn little exhibit (laughs) thing the only one that wasn't calm down over there fucking kombiashi (laughs) the only one that didn't like super super piss me off not that he was really any better but he was the one that had like <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I still have a cough. <coughs> not coronavirus. It's not coronavirus. She just I has lung cancer. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I potentially have asthma. Um, but the dude that had, like, gone to jail for helping dispose of yeah. a body and, like, he had all the exotic animals, but, like, he didn't run, like, a zoo that you could come check them out. And he was like, no, they're just my animals. I just hang out with them. I just love them. Yeah. I just roll around on them, put my head in their fucking mouths. <laughs> I was, like, still- was that the same dude whose employee got her arm ripped off? No, that was a different one. Yeah, it, spoiler alert, uh, way past tense. This show is fucking insane. So, yeah. <laughs> that dude, that Scarface or 
whatever was yeah. based off of that like chopped up the body and burned the body. Oh, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, he was the one dude where it was like, okay, so he just chopped up a dead guy you know, <laughs> for not, the cartel. Not a good person. But he wasn't running some <clears throat> public zoo where he was like earning money for people to see his animals. He just liked having exotic yeah. animals. So I was like, okay, like still wrong, but He's not forcing these animals to perform for people. No, the show's beyond enticing. I, I, I'm conflicted because I love big cats. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got a panther on my arm. It's a, for my grandpa, but I look at it all the time, and I love panthers. And, like, so you want to see them. I get why those places are successful. Like, one was in Texas, one was in Florida, and one was in North Carolina. Yeah. Do I have that? Yeah. It's either North or South Carolina. It was yeah. North Carolina. And... <laughs> Like, if I lived around that, I would definitely go the same way that you, you go to the zoo, you know. Um, but then they're like, yeah, he's euthanizing the cats at, like, 18 Yeah, months. like, they just disappear. Oh, that one creep who was, like, hiring teenage girls and, yeah. like, making them sleep with him so that they could have a better life. <laughs> yeah, it was the same shithead who rode his oh, elephant in. yeah. He'd, like, literally put these girls in sheds, like, pretty much barn little horse yeah. stalls. And, like, they were, like, out there with the cockroaches, and if you fucked them, he would put you in a house instead. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, you're going to be enlightened by this dick. Yeah, this dude's like, like some guru. Like, he watched too many porn movies, and he's like, I can do that. You yeah. know? <laughs> I can own that pizza delivery service. You know? <laughs> Oh, but like, he was the worst, I think, of them all. Yeah, but it conflicts you because, like, I want to watch the big cats, you know? Like, I've seen them on the Discovery Channel thing. Sometimes I'm just really sad, and I pull them up on YouTube, and I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to hang out with a panther, except panther kill me. <laughs> um, which, you know, kind of ties into what we were just talking about. I'm not going out today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was tall grass. <laughs> uh, we're technically still in a town. Like, we're just... Yeah. There's ranch. There's a shitload of ranch land. There's and, wild animals yeah, here. There, yeah, there are wild animals. We found a pile of shit that was like six feet in circumference. But um, don't know what that belonged to. But uh, we were walking through this area that had kind of tall grass, but it's still maybe two hundred yards away from the nearest house. You know, like the, the, a couple of football fields mm. away. So we're not like. In the wilderness, and the I wilderness. know you're about to make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen goes, "I'm just afraid something's gonna jump out. We need to keep. We need to bring your gun next time." But I was like, wait, wait, "They're not here. Like, if they were here, the people's houses and fucking horses and mountain lions and bears come into the city here. Okay, yeah, they do. They come into the city, city. So maybe you had a point, but I doubted we were gonna get attacked by a mountain lion that far off the mountain. <laughs> I don't know. You never know." nice weather maybe he also wanted yeah, to go for maybe, a stroll maybe the coyotes have suddenly become daytime animals <laughs> nice weather he wanted to go for a stroll too <laughs> no uh but i would have loved to have got killed by a mountain lion because i like big cats i don't know well, how i would not have liked to have watched you get killed before i got killed so but you would have been comforted by the fact that it was a glorious death no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure if Jax would have defended us or ran away in that situation. He's kind of hit and miss. Sometimes he's got big dick energy. Sometimes he's like, save me. Yeah, no, but he was having a blast out there. And that documentary is cool. And I'm sorry that I fucking ruined both of those conversations. But try to tie them together. And it's because I love you. And we've got big news at the end of this episode. And I'm pretty news. excited about it. But first, I want to apologize to the friends and family, fans that listen to the show oh, no. uh, for missing on Tuesday again. Um, 
I don't want to do a whole coronavirus yeah. episode, but uh, that scared the shit out of everybody. It's made work very difficult for Kristen. Uh, my job situation was already kind of fucked up, so yeah, that was our big a... joke. Kristen was like, I might not have a job tomorrow, and I'm like, I've done that for the past six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough one. I, I am one of the people, unfortunately, that may or may not be employed anymore yeah. day by day. <laughs> it's every day. I'm like, oh, today might be the day, and Brett's like, yeah, I've felt that way for months now. I'm like, that's not comforting. We both might be unemployed. And like, who, who's going to feed us? Well, I mean, if you're going to go homeless in Montana, the, you know, spring and summer, not mm-hmm. a bad time to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the balcony across from us, I don't know if that's what's actually in the box, but they have a box that has a tent on the outside, so we should definitely go steal that box just yeah, in case. I'm going to jump over Aladdin style and fucking snag that <laughs> just shit. Just in case we go homeless. Yeah. Yeah. We'll load up on rifles and pistols and we'll fucking walk out in the wilderness. The typewriter. It still gets pretty cold here at night, though. So. Well, I mean, if we're homeless, we really ain't got a chance, you know, with the rifles and a homeless shelter. So, we got to do something. Okay. We're, we're, we're diverging. <laughs> I wanted to apologize for uh, missing the last episode. We've been kind of hit or miss uh, since we got up here, and that's. And we um, watched a two star for it. Is what sucks. Yeah, but like we I did, was and I took all crying these by the time Brett came home. So <laughs> I came in, and you looked like like a grandpa in a bar, like or like an old western where some dude just lost his wife, like <laughs> sitting in the corner just drinking a shot. I came home from work. Kristen is. Got a beer. She's just staring into the darkness and just sipping her beer. <laughs> and I thought you were going to get loaded. And then by the time that I'd calmed you down, you'd taken a shower and we finally sat down to watch something. You'd only drank the neck of the beer. I yeah. found out how <laughs> slow you drank. But like emotionally, the picture of you just alone at the kitchen table looking like you just got divorced. <laughs> I had my computer in front of me. It was on my computer. <laughs> staring out into the abyss. <laughs> it was a bad day. Yeah, it was not the right mood to record a podcast. We needed to get up in the mountain and for a minute. And that movie sucked and... anyway. Oh, okay. it was terrible. I've got it uh, here in the notes. House of the Witch. House of the Witch. Yeah, I think we announced that ahead of time and yeah. said for you guys to watch it. And if you um, did watch it... The good, it was... Uh, I like the phonograph. The cage decapitation was sweet. I like the fact that Dax stayed armed. The ending body swap was sick. And uh, the muck outside that attacks people that tried to leave. Those are my goods. My bads are endless. <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough one. So if you, if you watched it and you, you're on the same page as us, you know. Yeah. It, it was... Hardly worth counting. One of yeah. the worst ones we watched. I don't know that I would say the worst one, but it is up there for Would sure. you put one in front of it? I still really hate stitches. <laughs> <laughs> The double dishwasher death is the entire selling point of the entire film. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in a two-star Tuesday, short of Bill Burr being in zombie. I think this will be the contention that uh, eventually we're going to have to rewatch it. (laughs) Probably, yeah. But I think this will be the contention one day when we're in our 90s that leads to the downfall of our relationship. I just have a heart attack defending Stitches, just some forgotten film from 2010. Brett really likes that movie, and I think me... It may end our relationship. We it were... may be cemented in history as my least favorite film I've ever seen. You know, there's potential for someone else to come dethrone that movie for me, but as it stands right now, it is the worst movie I've ever watched. <laughs> but uh, but as um, like a, a, 
I was going to say, as a negative, you know, like positives and negatives, but that was the negative. So as a positive, <laughs> let me do exactly what I, you know, set out to do here. Um, on the flip side of the coin, if I could use another shithole of a metaphor. <laughs> oh, no. Um, on the 7th of April, we will be releasing episode 100. What? We're a century old. God damn right. <laughs> I'm going to bake us a cake. Don't do that, because no. then we eat the whole cake, and then we do episode 100, yeah. and, and it's the whole time, high the, whole, the time. whole time, I'm just fucking... We'll literally have the cake in front of us, eating it as we go, so as the episode goes, you'll just be progressively more insane. <laughs> and then that'll actually the, be... Yeah, that's by, my plot to kill you. It's like the government's trying to take away our feet, okay? <laughs> they, they, they're going to start with the shoes, okay? China, China, where they make the shoes... <laughs> China's pretty much fucked up right now. So they're going to take the shoes away and then your feet are going to get all calloused and the government's going to take away your shoes. But they're not going to stop at the shoes. They're going to cut your foot off at first. You can't give away all the information. You have to wait until the 7th. No, at first it's just the ankle. But who wants to walk without feet, right? So they cut Mm. it off at the knee. They give you bionic legs. Mm -hmm. And then they put chips in the legs and they make you walk places you don't want to walk. That's, That's how it goes. It's the plan. That's what coronavirus you're, is leading you're us to. Preempting how crazy you're going to be. I'm on always sugar. You no, haven't eaten I'm yet. always that crazy. That's the problem. It's like, what's your trick? I'm always mad. No, I'm always batshit insane. Sugar just unlocks sugar the just door. Sugar just unlocks the door. <laughs> I'm six beers in. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh god! I'm still gonna bake a cake either way. We're making pizza after this. What fucking? How is your quarantine going, motherfucker? What kind of pizza? Barbecue bacon pineapple pizza. With chicken. With chicken. Barbecue chicken bacon pineapple pizza. It's a mouthful. Unlike this dick. Oh. Self self burn. But that leads me to my next point that I have written down on this sheet of paper, which is... The, uh, the purpose of the pizza is because we've been stressed out and because I had to go to three grocery stores to find fucking flour today. Almond flour. Almond flour. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you people doing? Are you making what? your own yeah, bread? Trying not to talk about the coronavirus, but you're making it very fucking difficult. Like, out are there. you literally at home making your yeah. own bread? Are you? Are you you're just panic baking? What the? Everybody in Missoula needs Milk flour. Milk sandwiches for everyone. Yeah, that and cup of soups are gone. What are you people doing in your homes? This does not make any fucking sense. But. It, it, it made me think while I was at the grocery store after all the... We should have done that in reverse. We should have gone to the grocery store, bought the things we needed, and then went and hung out in the mountains. Because that was <laughs> fucking insanity. Walking through no, looks you know like how I felt yesterday when I had to do the week's shopping. I was yeah, so stressed. It's fucking panic I literally went to Brett's work so I could get a hug. Because I was so stressed. <laughs> I was like, I just want a hug. Can you hug me on your lunch break? But, um... No, it, it it led me to the importance of like trying to stay sane in insane times, and I was thinking like, how do you do that? And I was like, we Fuck need I know. <laughs> we need to make a pizza because we never made a pizza at bad times. So like, we know how to do that. It's one of the funnest things we do. We get way too fucking fat on pizza. The pizza and then, always ends up being way too big. Yeah, and then we eat it for the rest of the week on lunch and fucking fall asleep way too early on pizza night. So, like, maintaining that routine, being able to take Jax into the Jeep and, like, drive him out to go jump in the water and in and out of the water, I think that's the key. And I think it's very important, especially for creative people, to try your hardest to stay focused in these 
bad shit crazy times. Yeah, me too. So you don't wind up like Kristen, drinking a beer, staring <laughs> off into the candle. Just looking at the candle and going, I wish I could flicker like that. <laughs> it was not that bad. <laughs> no, I agree, though. Like, maintaining some kind of normalcy. Like, we're still... Um, Alcoholics. That. But, uh, we're, no, we're still doing, like, our March challenge. Um, yeah. Like, Brett's already written the story for it. And, like, I'm... Um, going to be like in the process of filming it here in the next few days so like we're not really um i mean to be honest we're both kind of recluses anyway so this hasn't dramatically affected our lives what do you do occasionally (laughs) i go to the bar but you've closed that so now i just got to do what i do when i don't go to the bar on a sunday which is go grocery shopping come home start drinking at three record a podcast so yeah, to be honest, neither of us are like, you know, go out every night kind of people. So this hasn't, I guess, dramatically affected our no, lives. Because we make but... chicken parmesan and steak and fucking, we cook our asses off in our little one bedroom apartment. We do, and the food is always awesome. We made lamb the other, yeah. the other day, because we were celebrating. Quit, something. quit we'll talk about later. Quit bragging. <laughs> Don't tell them about the discounted lamb meat. They're all gonna go out and buy the ground beef and leave the discounted yeah. lamb meat. Yeah, don't touch the fancy meats. Those are mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're cheaper than chicken, right? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I literally got two steaks the size of our face for like 14 bucks, And like normally those are $20 steaks. Yeah. But uh, no, but the point is, yeah, maintaining some sort of normalcy. And I, I agree, especially if you're a creative person. Like I know musicians and stuff like that. This is probably hitting the hardest because you can't play your shows. But... I mean, you can still record from home, like you do little live streams. Yeah, write new things. Like, don't and let fucking Dropkick Murphy through a whole concert for St. Patty's Day, where yeah. they they set all the gear up. You can do that too. You can, you know, if you're a musician. I'm sorry, I'm keying in on that. Oh no, you're fine. No, I mean that was kind of the point. Yeah. Like, set up your little hometown show. I'm sure that the local bartender would be happy to hear you play and move your camera for you. (laughs) Yeah, and like, um, I know a lot of people that work in the film industry where this is their livelihood, like, that sucks, you don't have the paycheck coming in, and unfortunately a lot of people are kind of having to fall back on unemployment right now, so I get that that's stressful, and that, you know, that's a a huge concern for a lot of people, so I'm not trying to minimize that by any means. How hilarious is it that I shut on my job so much, and then it's technically an essential position that I can't get Yeah, (laughs) like I might actually be the one who gets fired and not Brad. (laughs) I clean up shit for a living. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like even, like I know that the not having the actual normal paycheck is super stressful, but even like the people in the film industry that are freaking out right now because they can't go to yeah. work, it's like now's the time to work on your own project and write your own thing if you've had like Join an idea. Join us in the homework assignments. Yeah, if you've had like an idea kind of churning around in your own head, like a lot of the people that I know that work in the industry aren't like the... You know, I know like a couple of people, but they're not for the most part like the directors or mm-hmm. the DPs or like the, the people at the top. And like it's the like the boom go. operator and the person not, in the animation room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know some people that are like kind of like second, third in command positions, so they are pretty high up. To be fair, but it's like you're not the head honcho of mm-hmm. the project, so it's like now's the time to go make your own dream project and be the head honcho while you can't, you know, do the go crazy to work. shit. Yeah. So like. The unemployment thing sucks, and that's stressful. And Brett and I had, like, a whole I cried episode over that. But, um, (laughs) 
it shouldn't stifle your actual passion or your actual life. Like if you're a writer, write the book. If you're a painter, paint the picture. If you're a musician, live stream to your fans. If yeah. you're a filmmaker, make your own short film in your home. Like Brett and I have literally already done a short film that for the most part didn't require us leaving our house. And the one little bit that was outside was With social distancing. Coronavirus friendly. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Make your own little thing and, like, it'll, I don't know, like, still in this crazy time make you feel, like, accomplished and, like, you're in control. And of, you're like, still your doing it. Yeah. It's still normal. That almost bleeds perfectly into what I wanted to talk about. That That, that is... I'm brilliant. That, that is a fantastic fucking pep talk. Because <laughs> what, what I wanted to discuss from a writer's angle is... Um, I write psychological horror stories. That was really easy when mass shootings were big. What's scary now? What is going to be the new scary? Like this, what is this isolation going to do to the psychological state of the country? Yeah. You know, in the long run, there's in all likelihood we're staring at an economic like depression that puts the old twenties to shame. Um. <laughs> Brett, ever the optimist. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm manic, depressive, you know, <laughs> bipolar as fuck. So like, I, I try to look at, at both sides of the thing. But I write scary things. How do you scare people mm. when we come out the other side of this? Because we are coming out the other side of this. So what is any genre, really? Not necessarily just horror, but like... It's a it's a weird dilemma for mm. the state of it's my job to scare you at, and just enough you know to make you think not enough to ruin your day you know <laughs> like I don't want to do that but and I will say I what's I, the new face is scary here yeah and like I do think for sure this will change a lot of people's perspectives because that's something you and I have talked about like already. Well, there's pre-9-11, post-9-11 horror. Well, and we what... almost had a grasp on that with like hereditary and like these trauma-based things. And this is more like an isolationist, like whenever there's a bad thing, you know, like a 9-11, we come together. Yeah. And this one we can't. Yeah. So. I, I feel like too, like, well, before I get into that, like, We've talked about that before, like influences in art and like, you know, the people that lived through World War One or Two or Vietnam yeah. or whatever and like how that kind of influenced Vietnam art. or whatever is a sound clip you do not want. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying like, you know, whatever traumatic event was your event for your lifetime, you know. You know, and, back when they were wearing ears uh, around their neck or whatever. I didn't I didn't mean it in like a Vietnam was nothing. I just mean like whatever the tra- traumatic event was for of your lifetime. Of the generation. Yeah. yeah and like, like this is going to define our generation. Well, for us before, it was definitely nine. 11 and like I was a kid and that was like scary and very impactful but it wasn't a thing where it was like weeks into it it was like I'm still afraid it was like okay we're going to war that's not fun you know like these are stop laughing I'm being serious like these are like scary times but like with the coronavirus like everybody's been so amped and the fear has been so magnified like I'm not saying you shouldn't 
take it seriously. Like you should definitely be taking precautions yeah. and social distancing. My hands are for so sure. dry from fucking yeah. hand sanitizer. <laughs> and, like, they crack every time I make a fist. It's a problem. Yeah. Like and I totally agree with like not going out to big public events and social distancing and all that. Like that stuff is like good advice and it is serious advice. But like I feel like it's been so amped up since all of this started that people are legit panicked that this is the end of yeah. the world. And like it's But we grew up in the Bible belt, so like we've been taught that our whole lives. Yeah, people like are like gay people is... are getting married. It's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, the end of the world is every day. <laughs> but like it's collectively worldwide, I think a thing people are thinking like this is gonna kill everybody, it's gonna be wiped out, we're gonna come out of the other side of this, like decimated as a population yeah. and have to like rebuild and like people are so terrified of it. Like I like I don't remember feeling this way during nine eleven. Like nine eleven was definitely scary and traumatic, but yeah. it was not It was this. horrific for like twenty four hours and then it was we're gonna go kick that ass. Yeah. But here we don't have an ass to kick. And it's and it's Mother Nature going, Listen, bitch <laughs> And every day it's like, is this gonna be two weeks? Is this gonna be a month, three months? Is this gonna go on for the next year? Like we can't even make plans for what our lives are going to be like six months from now because we don't know how long this is going to take to pass so <clears throat> I, I like i definitely imagine like as far as people's attitudes in general the way that they act in the real world but especially art like people's perspectives are going to change because yeah, yeah it's it's terrifying that you don't know if your loved ones are okay it's terrifying that you don't know if you're going to be okay if you know, this is going to be short-term, long-term, like... What does that do, do you think, to the nature of film, to the nature of writing, to the painting? Like, these are going to be more anxious people because we're the same generation, you and I. Um, And God bless the kids because I thought 9-11 was a bastard being in the fifth grade. You know, I thought that shocked us. Like, now they can't even turn to their grandparents because there's a potential that they could harm their, you know, older generations. Yeah. What what does this do artistically, do you think, to the nation? I think it's going to be great in that way, uh, just like Vietnam or whatever. Uh, It's great for rock (laughs) and... Or whatever. (laughs) It was great for rock and roll. Like, you got a Jimi Hendrix out of that you got zeppelin out of that like that chaos that was that 10 you know 15 year span not just involving vietnam but the, the the way the country operated you wound up with these incredible musicians and we've not seen anything like that since and i think this level of isolation where you can't leave your home out of fear of you know um contracting the disease passing the disease maybe eventually getting arrested for leaving your fucking house like what that does for film and for literature i may be wrong but i personally like i think the the obvious answer to go to would be like apocalypse zombie type movies because it's like oh this is a disease that's spreading and it's destroying yeah, but you have to go lives. a step well, past I'm, I'm that not, which i'm not is, done <clears throat> i'm not the done. bible didn't <clears throat> even go a step past that they were like here's hell go <laughs> I'm, not done. I, I'm making a point 
Like, I think that that's the obvious answer, but we've already seen that genre so exploited, so I don't think that's where it's going to go. Like in It my... went there with the civil rights movement when everybody thought there was going to be a race war, and then we looked back in time, and yeah, it was horrific what happened, you know, before and immediately after in, in some communities still to this day. Yeah. But the zombie film was based out of civil rights. Yeah, which I don't think... I'm I'm just saying, I feel like that instinctually is the obvious answer because it's a literal disease that spreads and kills mm-hmm. people and kind of destroys populations, but I don't think that's where it's going to go because, like I said, we've already kind of driven that whole into genre the into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so overplayed. Um, if I have to watch a bunch of zombie remakes, <laughs> I think, I'm going to be pissed No, off. I think it goes one of two ways or maybe both ways. Uh, maybe it'll split people on how they want to view this situation, but um, I know you haven't seen it, but there's a movie... That came out last year or the year before called Bird Box. And it's about mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, people being like killed off and like this one like survivor it's type It's a Sandra story. Bullock with the blindfolds yeah. and, and stuff. And there's another one that I watched and I can't for the life of me at the moment remember Hush. what it's called. No, um, it's these two girls that live like in a cabin in the woods and like it, their dad was like really smart and had a bunch of money, I think, and, like, had the whole thing set up, and they had, like, solar power and all this crazy stuff, so when the world kind of starts falling apart for a while, they're okay. Yeah. And then the problems keep closing in closer and closer to them, and, like, eventually their dad dies, and it's these two girls just trying to survive this situation together. And um, one of them meets a dude that stumbles along their cabin and, like, has a moment where she has a crush on him and gets pregnant and they're trying to like survive yeah. like the situation like she's pregnant they can't go to a hospital like these options aren't available to them anymore and she has the baby and it's these two girls trying to survive in this post-apocalyptic world with this baby and like navigate like being basically teenagers that don't really know what to do and yeah. have like those hormones and stuff where it's like i hate you but also we have to survive mm-hmm. this and like i can't remember what the movie was called and it was it had its moments where it was a little slow paced, but generally a pretty good movie. Okay. And I think we're going to see like more movies like that where it's like isolation and like what that does to your mental state. And, so like, what you're you telling me is and... the nightmare box is ahead of the curve on this bitch because <laughs> we, we made a movie in our apartment before it was cool. Or, <laughs> or I think we're going to see an uptick in survival stories. Like, I think there are going to be people that want to see the positive element of this. If yeah. you can face this adversity and overcome it. So I think it's going to be more psychological, isolated, what does that do to you type stories. And also survivalist stories. Like, all these awful things happen yeah. to you. What do you do? Go. And I'm in this bitch because I had a nervous <laughs> breakdown and I've hardly left my apartment for a year. So <laughs> people are like, yeah, I was uh, socially awkward before it was cool. And I'm like, no, I, uh, I I stayed alone so long I started feeding a sandwich to my closet. Like, I, like I'm all about this life. I'm going to so, grab you a wine. What do you think it's going to do? Wait, don't go away. No. What do you think it's going to do? What do I think it's going to do? Yeah. <sighs> I don't want to give them away my secrets because I have to write these stories. Okay. But um, a vague generalization. <laughs> I think it's about to fall in line with exactly what I was writing before this happened because I had that experience a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> where the monster is not so much outside because the coronavirus is outside. the The movies that came out of Vietnam. Um, 
or violent slasher films where somebody was invading your mm-hmm. house. And the makeup effects artists were all medics that served in Vietnam. But this is a war against a thing that you can't see where you have to spend 14 days not knowing whether or not you have it. And it's not AIDS. It's not... (laughs) It's not like you've had risky sex or you shot up last night. You can go to the doctor. um, And the whole time you're passing it on to people. So it forces you inside your home if you're so much as worried. I think the future of horror looks a lot more like hypochondria. The Mm -hmm. is it in me? I think too... For me... So it's it's going to be isolated characters falling apart. I think there's going to be a lot of um, endings where it wasn't there at all. Mm-hmm. And the character is found clawing up the wall, you know, having tested negative for whatever it is. I... I feel like there's going to be a lot of false endings, a lot of inner monologue, a lot of silence in yeah. horror. I think two for me. I'm grabbing your one. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would imagine, I think the most shocking thing with all of this for me has been the incredible selfishness that I've seen in people. Like I've seen yeah. a lot of people that have been really giving and really kind and really compassionate for sure. So it's not everyone by any means, but, um, you know, like you said before, like with every other kind of traumatic thing that we faced as a nation, it has been like, we've kind of bonded together and figured out how we were going to face this together. And this is a problem where it's like, you're on your own for this, figure out how you're going to survive this on your own. Cause they're telling people that don't have extreme symptoms to stay home for 14 days. And hopefully, you know, uh, the symptoms go away and you get better even if you do actually have the coronaviruses. There's not a cure, so it's like, you know, if you're not literally dying, stay at home and try to get over it on your own. And because it has been kind of a situation where it's like you have to face this by yourself. Like, people have been, like, selfishly, like, hoarding supplies and trying to capitalize yeah. on other people's needs, like, buying up supplies just so they could sell them. And, like, I feel like um, art-wise, like, we're probably going to see more characters that are like more innately human like i feel like a lot of stories you have a true bad guy or a true good guy and there are very few stories where you have this kind of gray area where your character's good and bad at the same time Mm -hmm. and most people honestly are kind of a little in the gray area like i'm not gonna lie if we had children i would probably be stockpiling shit too because my fear would be taking care of you and yours yeah like my fear would be what if i can't feed my children later on down the road because this gets worse than it is right now what is the impact do you think of these small groups over this long period of time because there is the 12 to 18 month projection uh there's the threat of a second wave where everything isolates and mm-hmm. then you reopen the bars and then you get hit with something twice as hard and it's fucking horrific and then we figure it out before it has time to play the third trick. 
So, look, we're about to lose the people we look to for guidance, you know, like in a weird way. Um, for the first time, a lot of people are going to be hearing stories that they've never heard before. You know what I mean? Like when I call my mom, my mom is terrified. You know, yeah. like she's. I mean, your mom's in a she's heavily in, impacted area she, too. She lives just outside of London. Uh, her mother tested negative, but was brought in. Um, my brother's boyfriend has pre-existing conditions uh, <coughs> and lives. <laughs> Like, Ben is in London. You know? <laughs> um, and you've got asthma, we've recently found out. Yeah. You know. Which and has people been a weird in, thing to navigate. Like, I am people, constantly yeah. afraid I'm going to get you sick. People in <laughs> panic states tend to tell their stories, you know. And I think that's going to be good for character development as far as the arts are concerned. Because I'm trying to keep this on the artist flow, yeah. and I, I didn't mean to dive deep into the, <laughs> into the oh, corona. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, that's kind of where I was going to. Had a few, and we're all scared, so <laughs> have a drink, team. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going to, though. Like, I, I think the... I, I've seen people that I, I think I, I wouldn't have expected that of being, like either really compassionate or really kind of selfish in this moment. More human so, one way or the other. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think we're going to see artistically more like characters like that and like writing. Less and, superficial. And I think we're yeah. going to wind up with like, a shitload less 18-year-old like babysitters who are like, oh, I'm just the ditzy blonde. And it's like, no, because now I know the ditzy blonde. I've followed her on Facebook. I know every detail of her life that makes her ditzy blonde. So I can have ditzy blonde external, but I know the internal struggle. You know, like, I think we lose a lot of these stereotypes well, because I, you're talking more to the people. I think I meant more like your heroes aren't necessarily really good. It's like the Saw like genre before it kind of got... Like yeah. off the rails a bit, like your well, heroes aren't a, really the nine eleven. Yeah, but to I'm, me. I'm just saying, like those type of people, like <laughs> that's what that brought up. Heroes like aren't generation. gonna be straight up heroes anymore. I don't think. Like yeah. we've seen the ugly side of desperate people because of all of this. And They're then, gonna like, be closer to Jigsaw than they yeah, are the like, victim. Like yeah. how far would the good or the bad guy go? in their hour of need. So I think we're going to see more like gray area characters too, where it's like you're good until you have something that you need. And what do you have to do to get that, you know, or you're bad, but if there's a need that you have, like what sacrifices would you make? Yeah. You know? So I, I think there's going to be more human characters, I think in more human stories after all this is over because I'm so fucking happy about that. That is the <laughs> silver lining, you know, like a bunch of us are going to die and that's going to be bad. Like I, 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 I wish I had a positive word to say on it, but all projections are this is going to be a fucking problem because <laughs> we take in people from everywhere and we left our borders open. And there's no way to, you know, stop people from flying in or people that have met people or meeting up at JFK airport and flying across the country. Those people are shaking hands at grocery stores. Like this is going to be an issue, but 
at the end of it, artistically, this is the moment where, like, if you're <coughs> writing a screenplay, take how you feel right now into consideration. If you're writing a novel, take it into consideration. If you're making a film, take it into consideration. Use closer shots, would you say, in making a film where it's more heavily focused yeah. on one or two individuals. Yeah, like in an intentional way. I mean, I think... Um, no, always in an intentional way. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, sorry, I had a few drinks. But <laughs> no, you're I fine. feel like I'm talking to the nation right now. <laughs> 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 guy in Czech Republic that we picked up. Yeah. Listen. Hello, comrade. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I do think... I, I don't think a thing like this can happen and not change your perspective. Like, I... We haven't personally been, like, hoarding supplies or whatever. Like, yeah. Brett and I have continued on like we always have. We buy what we need for the week, and then when the weekend rolls back around, we reassess. But it's kind of made me, I feel like... Yeah, I had to buy almond flour. I don't know if that's flour. <laughs> I don't know how almonds make milk and flour. I... <laughs> but, but like, Cows don't even make milk and flour. They just make milk. It's good beef. Oh, babe, you're keep, you keep getting me off. I'm, me sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but it's, like, made me kind of, like, I guess think about things I wouldn't normally think about. Like, I get sick a lot, and I get sick easy, and I stay sick for a long time. And, yeah, that's been kind of a recent thing we've kind of learned. Like, I more than likely have asthma. It hasn't been, like, officially diagnosed yet, but I, I do have a lot of respiratory problems naturally yeah. anyway. If I cook dinner on a frying I pan, Kristen <laughs> will cough for 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I... I think because all of this has happened, like, my fear hasn't been necessarily, like, oh, I'm going to catch it and I'm going to die. It's been, I'm going to catch it, I'm going to get really sick, and then I'm going to get you sick, and then I'm going to get, because the pets can get it, I'm going to get the pets sick, and then I'm going to get other people around me sick. So it's been kind of this weird, like, reassessing what you value in your life. So, like, I don't know, like, if I have it, which we were talking about that earlier, if I have a day where, like, my cough is worse, I'm like, I'm going to... I'm gonna catch I'm gonna it. Go. I'm gonna catch it, and I'm gonna give it to Brett, and then we're all gonna die, and then like, so it and is. Brett kind of wants to die, Aww. so like Brett might like spray me with coronavirus. <laughs> so it's it's been a like I don't think you can like live through something like this and not be affected by it. So I yeah. do think it's gonna be a thing that we kind of see a change in different art forms because of it because it's made me think about things that I never thought to be afraid of before because you never get sick and no it's a miracle (laughs) I I drink like 10 beers a night and I smoke cigarettes like a fucking crack addict with his crack pipe I don't have a good metaphor for that one (laughs) but I've always said if I'm gonna get sick I'm gonna get cancer and I've never gotten sick so One day they're just going to walk in and be like, Brett, your lungs look like hell. And be like, well, I put on two inches of tar during this viral disease. You need to quit smoking. <laughs> Especially since I have asthma. Quit being selfish. <laughs> I used to have asthma and then I took up smoking and my asthma went away. That is not how that works. It pretty much did. I had asthma at 12. <coughs> I started smoking at 12 and the asthma stopped. That's not funny. You have to quit smoking. <laughs> that did not cure your asthma. Everybody's died of coronavirus. <laughs> Cancer will kill me in 40 years. Uh-huh. Corona will kill you in the next two days. Babe, why are you making this? <laughs> Don't be a downer right now. We were being positive. Um, in positive news, I had to uh, send Kristen out for 
ink for my printer the yeah. other day. Why did I need to do that? Because you're printing somebody's novel? I'm printing yeah, Fagin's play. play. My okay, buddy, I was like, I don't know yeah. what it is. <laughs> no. Don't, don't make me talk about things I don't know. <laughs> my, my buddy Fagin is a playwright. <laughs> He's fucking brilliant. He's getting a lot of you know success right off the bat. And uh, he asked me to review his play, asked us to review his play, rather, so I got to print you off a copy, so I'm happy oh, I get to read it. up I the extra that. paper. <laughs> yeah. Because he wants your view and my view on, like, visual. And... I took theater classes, Fagan, like, not just, like, I acted yeah. <laughs> theater classes, like, I had to, like, evaluate plays and stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to print off two copies of that tomorrow, and we're going to look it over, and I've got my writing notes, and you've got your how it would look on the stage notes and it's our first official somebody sent us something i don't know if it's tied to the podcast but i felt like i needed to call him out on the podcast because the bastard <laughs> i didn't know i get to 90, read it so that's fun yeah it sent me a 97 <coughs> page fucking well go you dude yeah. put in the work he did a short one it had a lot of success so go look up fagan and uh, i'll Where figure does fagan out live? uh no. jersey, jersey. If, uh, i think he's still out that way um Fucking a brilliant writer, brilliant thinker, brilliant man, and I, I'm very, very fucking proud of that kid. Like, <laughs> go you. That's yeah, exciting. one of my Air Force buddies, fucking tackling the world in the middle of all this shit. And I'm, you know, he's extra introverted. Has a Twitch stream. He does like donations to charity. On <coughs> goes ham in the fucking pocket, and I wanted to give him a shout out. So. That's, That's my dude. And then we lead ourselves into the events of the evening, Kristen Pennington. Are you ready? Uh, you told your mom. Are you ready, Mr. Bloom? <laughs> you told your mom. I did. What are we doing, love? We're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so now that's out there. Yeah. Um, what are we doing, Mrs. Bloom? What are we, what's going on? <laughs> we, um, and this is not a product of the coronavirus. Um, this this was planned for like three months ago, yeah. and we finally pulled the trigger, and then everybody <laughs> decided to die. And so, this was not a. We're, we've just been like waiting on our rings to be yeah. delivered. <laughs> yeah, we um, have been talking about it since the beginning of the year. Um, Your nipples got hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's hilarious. Because it's, it's an audio element. You're That's a, a funny place to drop a joke. Oh my god, you're such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> you are so uncomfortable with emotions. I know I am. Oh it's my god. I like. I believe you caused the coronavirus because we finally bought wedding rings and they're. I was like, I'm never way. getting married. The rest of the world is gonna burn in hell before <laughs> I ever get married. Then I'm like, Kristen, will you marry me? And the then we found all these pretty rings. We did it very administratively we were like we're gonna go find rings we're gonna get married in a little courthouse and then like fucking two weeks later the whole <laughs> fucking world caught on fire and sure as shit all those times that i said the day i get married is the day the world catches on fire here the fuck we are so we're getting married motherfuckers <laughs> yeah i think brett's ring will be here either monday or tuesday mine's still um on the other side of the world because uh <laughs> We picked, like, custom-made rings. Yeah. and we bought a ring on the other side of the planet yeah. during a time where yeah. planes aren't flying. My, my <laughs> ring is currently 
Yeah, mistakes Mar- were made. <laughs> Marine is currently in Ukraine, so. <laughs> Mar- so maybe that Czech Republic guy could run over there and fucking <laughs> check in for us. Well, let me know what the status of my wedding ring is. But yeah, we're. Uh, How do you feel? Excited, but also at the same time, it's kind of like, oh man, this is the worst timing ever because I'm assuming the courthouse is closed right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm convinced this was your doing. You, I did. you created the coronavirus <laughs> because you felt immediately uncomfortable with your feelings. <laughs> this is just proof that we're all God, <laughs> and my version of God is just. I had a feeling like God burn it all down. <laughs> Kill everybody. We don't need to be here anymore. Um, if you're a new listener, yeah, that's a, been a recurring theme. Brett is incredibly uncomfortable with his feelings. So anytime we have ever had a sweet moment, Brett immediately has to make it awkward. <laughs> anytime ever there's been a sweet moment, he's like, well, what can I say that's inappropriate right oh, now? That was funny. No, I'm sorry. Have your feels. I'm... No. <laughs> it is kind of a funny situation because it was literally, we've been talking about it for months now and like... We've just kind of been like, yeah, we'll do that when it's, like, nicer weather and, like, we can kind of, you know, just in a few months, you know, we'll get around to it when the tax income comes I had to start a company with you and move to Montana before I could go, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? And then we moved out here and then everybody started dying and I was like, do you want to be my wife? But we bought the rings and literally two days later they were like, the world's falling apart, quarantine. I was like, God damn it, really, guys? It's like, now we're going to have a little quarantine boomer bid. We're going to have to, like, you know, get married, start a family before the time runs out. (laughs) I'm going to have a kid and this bitch is going to get hit by an asteroid like three months months into your pregnancy. We're going to be knocked off our solar cycle. The sun will never rise again. It'll be the due date and an asteroid will hit the earth and burn everything down just because you couldn't deal. I'm going to hold my kids, start crying, and start raining blood for no reason. (laughs) But we're getting married. We are. We don't know when just yet because, yeah, we're waiting on the rings first and foremost. The rings haven't gotten here yet. And we don't know if uh, we're going to be able to go to the courthouse right now so but we found out in the state of montana you can literally just say we're married well and no, then like you can, you're married you can like, fill out a form declaring could... your marriage and you can do it online so i was like well worst case scenario we can declare that we're married online <laughs> we gotta tweet out Tweet out our fucking hymns or um, whatever the thing is. Vows. Omens. omens. <laughs> <laughs> Just tweet out our omens. <laughs> All right, Damien. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. But how do you feel, Miss Bloom? I'm very excited. Mrs. Bloom. Yeah, big Mrs. <laughs> um, Emerse. What? Merce. <laughs> Merce Blue. MRS. Yes. How's well, it feel? I'm very excited. We're uh, going to do a little small ceremony with just our family and stuff like later on. But uh, Brett and I are both uh, self quarantining people naturally. <laughs> the plan was get married at the courthouse, go to the bar, get hammered. <laughs> go just, to the bar now. It's not an option. Oh, Our that's whole plan. I didn't even think 
think yeah. of that. You can go to the bar now. Our whole plan was go get married <laughs> and then go home, drop the car off, walk over to the bar. Because I don't drink and drive, not even a quarter mile. I can walk my quarter mile. <laughs> and we were just going to get loaded at this place that closes at 8 p.m. <laughs> and then come home, get loaded, cook chicken parm. Like, that was, like, the whole plan. And then they Close ordered the an issue that closed all the goddamn bars in Missoula, which <laughs> Missoula's only cool because there's so many beers made here. You can... There's like 15 breweries. Yeah, there's a local brewery like within walking distance from yeah. where we live, and it's got the best strawberry beer. Yeah, and Brett the, doesn't like it, but it's got the best the, strawberry beer. No, it's the Highlander. <laughs> and the the problem is we can't go there now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Like, our our whole thing was be like we just got married and just like pull strangers out of the hallway to sign the paper, pull strangers in the bar to like fucking buy us drinks. <laughs> <laughs> And just get fucking tips as fuck, walk home, get tips as fuck, you know, cook dinner, do the whole... It was supposed to be this beautifully, like, intimate moment that just was spontaneous, you know? Like, like people in the lobby signed as witnesses. We don't know who those people are, but we do now, and they're going to become our best friends. <laughs> and then we went to the bar, and we partied with a whole bunch of people, and I didn't know them then, but they were there on the most important day of my fucking life. You know, we were going to walk home and just have... Like, try to cook chicken parmesan, three sheets to the wind. Probably wind up one of us puking in the toilet. Get ripped the fuck up and have the the greatest wedding ever. And coronavirus (laughs) shut down the bar. So now it's just going to look like every other day where we come home home and get drunk. Make chicken parmesan and get fucking blackout blasted Um, just because we need a thing to celebrate. You'll try to dance with me and I'll step on your toes. Yeah, but nobody else is going to be able to watch you stepping on my toes. It's going to be the fun part where it's like we can be ourselves on our wedding day. We don't need to impress all these fucking people and. Mm. <sighs> Corona, you bitch. You cunt. <laughs> Corona cunt. <laughs> but we're getting married, team. How do you feel about it? I, 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 I love you more than I've ever loved anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. I love the place where we are more than I've ever loved any place that I've ever been in my entire fucking life. Like, I... am so thoroughly blown away that I get to wake up here with you. Like, I feel like I fucked up everything else in my (laughs) life, but I feel like I made my house, you know, like the greatest thing that it could ever be for a person like me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that most of the time my head gets away from me. Like, I'm sorry that I interrupt you when you talk. I'm, I'm, um, you keep me on my toes. I do. Because I'm batshit fucking crazy. But when I wake up in the morning, and like you don't wake up that fast because you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I wake up in the morning, I, I, I get to kiss you, and then I get to look out at what I view as God. 
you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I leave the apartment with my lunch and a sandwich bag and it's in a grocery bag and my book is stuffed on top of my sandwich and I'm like, Kristen gets me. You know? <laughs> and then I drive to work my little, you know, three quarter of a mile little trek to the animal control shelter. And the whole time, like, I have to sit in the Jeep to smoke a cigarette. Like, that's how close I am to work. Like, I can't even finish a smoke between <laughs> here and where I go. But I look at the mountains off to the left. I, I, I get to watch planes take off, and nothing of that holds half of the majesty that I feel when I get to kiss you in the morning and... Every day is the best day ever. Every day is the best day of my life. Like, I feel like everything that I ever fucked up or felt fucked up about, you know, like... It, you can hear the birds outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to the future. To the future. <laughs> to the past, to the great shape of her ass. Kristen Bennington! <laughs> I love you. I love you more. And if you guys want to send us a tweet, you can tweet us at your twats over at... <laughs> at Nightmare Box Pro. Or you can swing on over there to the Instagram and show us what you're doing in your quarantine or in your marriage or, you know, anything that you're feeling right now. Because we're going to post up pictures of our pizza that we're about to make over at... At Nightmare Box Productions. Or you can swing on over to our email and write us a lengthy one about all the things that you're feeling during the coronavirus, where you think horror is going, what you think marriage is, over at... How you're uncomfortable with all your feelings. <laughs> over at NightmareBoxProductions at or, Gmail. Or you can go on over to YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington, see all the beautiful work she's done, and you're going to be like, man, I wish there was more beautiful work, and there but is wait. more beautiful work over at YouTube.com slash... NightmareBoxProductions. You're fucking right <laughs> did I miss one Facebook and I always website. fucking forget Zuckerberg Zuckerberg <laughs> and the website you always forget your own website too <sighs> god damn it so you might want to swing on over there to Facebook at facebook.com slash nightmare box where I promise we're trying to be more active we put up a couple of posts on Twitter in the past week so maybe we're going to get better at it <laughs> um, or you can go to the nightmarebox.blog uh, where eventually, uh, on the bottom right-hand side, you're going to be able to find the Madman Diaries. That is currently available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and eBay if you want to spend even less money. Or you can write the email to... Nightmareboxproductions at gmail. And uh, we'll get in communication, and if you send me $10, I'll sign a book and send it to you because I don't know how to send it. And a couple of, mad at me. A couple of those books have recently had Brett's beer spilled on them, so you can get a those personally... Those are $25 a pop. Personally beer crunchy, stained. Crunchy Madman Diaries. Personally <laughs> copy of the book. So you can really, as you're turning the pages... Feel like Brett's with you. <laughs> but on that, uh, on, on, <laughs> but on, but on our website, which is 
the Nightmare Box blog. You can uh, you can watch uh, Kristen. <laughs> you can watch the dolls and Happy Birthday. You can watch the dolls. You can watch Happy Birthday. See you can the see the footage. behind the scene footage. You can go over, read, read a couple of stories. Yeah, I'm getting there, love. <laughs> Fucking slow your ass down. But um. <laughs> See pictures of what Brett and I look like yeah, in the yeah, About yeah, Us yeah, section? Yeah, 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 There's no hard nip slips. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're the worst. All right. I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you more. And I love you guys. And be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of fucking animals. <laughs> Children. Ugh. <laughs> We're getting married. We are. What should we name the episode? We're getting married. <laughs> I mean, we didn't address that until the last, like, 20 fucking minutes. Oh, shit, we're still recording. <laughs>